Welcome to Mindful Talk, brief conversations about mindfulness in the workplace and at home. I am your host, Lauren Wessinger. And I'm your host, Misty Anderson. And this podcast is brought to you by The Mindful Project. The Mindful Project helps you elevate the culture of your business by bringing mindfulness practice to you and your staff through in-person and virtual learning. Contact us through our website, themindfulproject.co, for more information. Welcome to Mindful Talk. Today's episode is all about mindfulness for the entrepreneur. Hi, Lauren. Hi. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm looking at the beautiful rainy week we have here in Texas. It's quite nice. Nice. We're full sunshine 70s. I am loving life right now. I know. It's been a while since you guys have had that. I know. I don't have a beanie on. I'm not covered in a coat. I've got sleeveless on. Who am I? (laughs) I'm like coming alive. People probably notice a difference in the podcast. I'm like extra cheery. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. But I am excited to talk about, um, we kind of wanted to discuss we get a lot of questions about like, how do we practice mindfulness? Like, how does it work with our day and the different hats that we wear? So we thought we just had to com- have a conversation about mindfulness for entrepreneurs because that's what we are. I'll start. Okay. I think about my formal practice. You know, sometimes we talk about formal versus informal. Formal practice is my sitting eyes closed with a timer. And, you know, we have to really know our own rhythm. The days that I say, oh, I don't want to meditate today. I'm going to wait till later. Guess what my success rate is of actually meditating later? Yeah. About 1%. <laughs> so I know myself and I know that my attention and energy declines as the day goes on. And so usually most days I'll sit at my desk before I really dive into stuff. And I sit for anywhere from 15 to 40 minutes. It just depends on the day. Um, And that really, I have to say, sets the tone for my day. The same with the same potency as if I work out in the morning, which I also try to do. So a lot of us might say, I don't have time to meditate for 15 minutes in the morning. And I really understand that. And I'm going to challenge that a little bit because the excuse that we don't have time to do something. I really got tired of myself saying that. And I realized I actually have time to do everything I want. It's just, what am I spending my time on? You know, so taking that hard look of like, okay, I don't have time to meditate for 15 minutes in the morning, but am I on um, Facebook and email on my iPhone with my coffee? Yep. And so I could have my coffee, not get on my phone, go sit my butt down and get my practice in every day if I choose to. So I guess all of that to say is it is a conscious choice to not carve out time for certain healing activities and just to, to kind of sit with that and recognize that. And there's days that I consciously say, I don't want to, so I'm going to be on my phone and not meditate, but I don't use the excuse anymore that I don't have time. I like that. Because you're right. You have time. You make time for what's important to you. That's just in general. And sometimes I agree with you. Sometimes I just want to sit and scroll my phone. So I'm honest with myself. Same scenario. 
Mm-hmm. Totally. Okay. So keep going. I think too, about like the, the need to carve out just a little bit of time for a healing activity. It's like the way we spend our moment to moment day, you guys know this, but the way we spend the small moments ends up being how we spend our life. And I really look at, all right, I'm just going to mess around and organize drawers and do stuff that doesn't really need to be done instead of doing the thing that I need to, to clear my mind, to strengthen my body, to get my circulation going at the end of my life. Am I going to wish that I organized one more drawer or am I going to be pretty happy that I tended to my body and my mind so that I could do all the things that I want to do? I really think it starts. And I know you believe this too, with body and mind, not with organizing a drawer. No. And I laughed because gosh, you're right. I mean, I will, I will do the most mundane tasks to avoid that sometimes avoid doing my sitting practice sometimes. Um, sometimes to the point where I just laugh at myself. I know. I'm like, all right. Well, I figure I'm being mindful about the whole situation and I'm not beating myself up about it because I also don't I, I did that for a while. Like you didn't do this today, Misty. Shame on you. But now I'm like, that's not what I would say to you if if you missed your meditation practice. But I agree with you about in the morning. I'm the same way. I hold, so I've always put mindfulness practice equal to working out. To me, I'm working out my brain and I'm working out my body. And so not one, (laughs) in fact, probably the mind is actually a little bit more than the body, Mm -hmm. Um, especially right now with the world and everything that's thrown at us every day. And so I have to get both of those done in the morning. What I found is really fun. So in July of the 2020, when we were in the pandemic, I hurt my knee and I was forced <clears throat> to start walking. And if you've been listening before, you know this. So I had to start walking. And what started out as like my cardiovascular, you know, getting my workout in suddenly became just this, I have to have it. It's, it is as mindful practices I've ever had. If I don't have my walk, it's literally what gets me out of bed in the morning. And it has absolutely zero to do with my body at this point. And, but I know, so on Saturdays and Sundays, I usually give myself some grace and I don't get up like super early. I will usually get my walk in, but it's just sometime throughout the day. Um, but my Monday through Friday is at 5am and on Saturdays and Sundays, I hem haw around all darn day and feeling like usually, and finally, well, I will finally go out and get a walk, but my day wasn't near as I don't know. I don't know what the word is bright, maybe as as I wasn't fully myself because I didn't have that time in. And I can, I mean, I have a formal sitting practice too, but now I look at that walk is every bit as important as the sitting practice. Yeah. I think the activity, I love that because I think the activity can be whatever it is that gives you energy, vibrancy, that sense of vitality. So it could be anything. And I will say, you know, say you do want to start a morning meditation and you have kids and it's crazy in the morning and then you get to work and it's like zero to 60. Maybe you could get to work a few minutes early so that before you open your computer, you have a three minute eyes closed sit or a five minute sit 
Everybody has time for that. And it matters because over the course of the week, say you did that Monday through Friday, you did five minutes, that's 25 minutes you spent in meditation. And for the month, it's a hundred minutes. You guys, it adds up yep. in a hundred minutes. That's a big deal. It's a huge deal. Over the course of the, the year, that's 1200 minutes in meditation. And I'm telling you that can't not stabilize your brain in a way that um, is pretty impactful and significant. That's a lot of minutes in meditation. Well, and so easy to do. Like you said, before you get all of the stuff out at your desk, you're going to be there to start your day that way. And I think you'd see a huge impact in not just your brain, but your productivity, your mm-hmm. reaction time to your coworkers or your boss. Like it spills out in ways that you don't realize, but it does require that attention to it. Definitely. Just like you're just like when you work out. Definitely. And you're going to feel that pull of your email inbox. Like you're going to sit down and you're going to feel that real physical visceral need to open your computer and check all the things. So just notice that feeling, notice that urge, we'll call it and be like, okay, urge. Thank you for being there. Thank you for being an energy. That's making me excited for my day. I'm still going to override you for five minutes and sit. And I think that would be a really powerful way to start the day because you would be putting yourself back in the driver's seat of that urge to connect to technology. And that's a really powerful thing to work with as well. Yeah. I really dig the, I mean, I have kids everywhere in the morning and it's loud too. So I have to make sure I get the sitting practice in before, but what I found is to roll out, go to the bathroom and like groggily sit (laughs) and the, that's how I've been doing it for, I'd probably say a year and a half now. And what it does for me is I don't look at technology first. And so my world hasn't really started. I'm still like in that sleepy phase. And yes, I have fallen asleep again, in case you're wondering. Um, but I try to sit up as much as I can. Um, but even sometimes if I know like I'm really, really, really super sluggish and like I don't want to get it in, I keep headphones by my nightstand. I'll throw my headphones in. And I mean, you can get on like, a, I use Insight Timer, but you can get on any app, click guided two minute mor- med- morning meditation. And it's just a nice way to wake up. Some of them I do are affirmations. And then suddenly I'm like, okay, get up. It's time to walk now, you know? And that little training my brain that I'm going to do that before I hit the Instagram button. Ugh. So helpful. And I think we, I think you might've taught me that or you did it, mm-hmm. but it's great. Not looking at the technology and meditating first. It's just like working out. It's like how you feel working out early in the morning and it being done. It's that it's a great feeling and it helps guide your day in just a brighter way. I feel like. Yeah, definitely. You know, from the lens of an entrepreneur, you guys know this, if you have your own business, but the work is never done. The work is never done for an entrepreneur. And I think one of the ways mindfulness can help us throughout that day is what we're just talking about starting the day with your practice, but then two, knowing when to walk away from your desk and setting your eyes on something outside or walking to the kitchen, if you work from home and having a glass of water to kind of interrupt the momentum of of the hamster wheel. I mean, there's always so much to get done when you have your own business. 
when you take a quick break to do one of those things, don't take your phone with you. Like if I'm sitting and I'm getting like cross-eyed from something I'm working on on the computer and I'm just feeling that kind of sense of depletion that, you know, working on a to-do list has, I'll get up and go to the kitchen and use drinking a full glass of water as a mindfulness practice. So I'm not drinking while staring at my phone. I'm just drinking, standing, enjoying that feeling of hydration and nourishment. And I come back to my desk after two minutes and I'm like a new person. It's, it's really, really sweet. Yeah. I love that practice. I I'm also like a big water breaks things up. If I like know, I feel kind of hungry, but I'm not really hungry. And I've always drink water. Um, and I've been doing that forever. And I feel like when I'm stuck and I'm working on something, I divert to the water also. (laughs) Yeah. It's really, I mean, even symbolically, it's like the flushing out, you know, the moving through. Yeah. I really love right now when, so I have kids, you know, kids in and out all the time. So my work world is a disaster. So when I get like 30 minutes of quiet, you know, I grab those 30 minutes. Um, And sometimes before, if if it's coming and I know I'm going to have like 30 minutes alone, I'll quickly take my socks off, run outside, just stand in the grass and just like stand there for a couple of minutes, breathe the, the combination of the sun, if it's sunny, um, the grass being outside the fresh air, no technology just kind of lets my system know, okay, we're about to get real. (laughs) You got 30 minutes, you better work. Um, but I'm also like getting myself really grounded. And I love that feeling of it's great because my kids do it too. Um, if I find that they're being kind of extra squirrely, I'll be like, let's go outside and they'll take their shoes off and they get really grounded and they, you can almost kind of see them come back in and they've like, it, we call it getting it out of your system, but that's what it is. You're getting really grounded. I like that for the, the idea that it's a transition from whatever else you were doing at home to those 30 minutes, because I think what's really hard about working from home is that people are always coming in. And so your, your brain is on your task at your desk and then people come in and there goes your focus. And then to refocus back to your work, it takes a couple of minutes for you to fully get there, you know? And so working from home can be wonderful and so hard. Oh my gosh, it's both. But I love that idea of like, the official ritualistic transition to, to working. And it, and it allows your brain to kind of reset, like, okay, I'm moving from mom mode to work mode. And, and then when you're done, you know, you just go back into the craziness of the house. But I think that's really great. Well, I know there's a lot of people that listen that, you know, run their own businesses and they are small and you know, they don't like, I'll get an email from someone and they're like my team. And I'm like, you mean you, but you know, fake it till you make it. Like I'm all about that, but they're doing it all. I'm doing it all. You're doing it all. There's no other customer service. And so I used to feel a really big pull to respond really quickly to people just because it was me. But what I realized was I had to take some of that back. And so that's where time blocking became really important to me. And so like we've discussed in the past, if I know I have that 30, sometimes I don't know the 30 minutes is coming. And right. you know, that's where my list of things I have to accomplish comes in. And so I'm like, okay, this one is a 30 minute task. We're going to do that one. But if I know it's planned, 
I really like to be able to get my brain kind of prepared for it instead of just jumping from mom mode to that. And sometimes I just don't have that. So that's where the grounding comes into play or just switching it up. Going outside, I guess, is my thing, like just getting outside. I think it comes from, I mean, a lot of reasons, but I used to go to work every day and I used to go to a corporate job where I went and got in the car every day and I walked out the door. And sometimes I really miss that, you know, like I love running my own business and being, having the freedom, but sometimes I miss that ritual. So going outside, okay, I'm off of mom mode and here I come back in. Now I'm in work mode. It's true. I remember when we lived in Arizona, my husband, this was before kids, it's so long ago, but he had a job that was, I don't know, 20 minutes away. And then he got a new job. The office building was on our street. So his commute was about 30 seconds. And he always shared how much he really did not like that at all because the drive home was how he decompressed. And it was the transition from workday to home life. And then he didn't have that transition. And he came home all like, all like kind of rattled and stressed. And, you know, I was like, um, I get really jealous of Barrett's 45 minute drive. Uh I'll be like, I listen to this great podcast and I'm like, I want to commute, (laughs) but it's, I mean, that's when he listens to really good podcasts where he gets really good creative ideas and he decompresses. So I'm thankful for the time. I just sometimes wish I had a little commute. (laughs) Definitely. I think the other, one of the other ways, one of the other ways I use mindfulness as an entrepreneur is the power of discernment. You know, it is so easy when you have your own business to get stuck in the tiny details of wanting this website to be perfect, of wanting this email to be perfect, of wanting, I mean, there's just so much you could go down the rabbit hole with. And I have to always keep my eye on the end goal. I have a lot of goals, for example, for my yoga and meditation platform that's new. And so every Sunday night, and then every single night, I look at the next day or the upcoming week, depending on what I'm focusing on. And I make sure I have three things on my calendar that's moving the bus forward. And I look at it every night as well, because as you know, stuff changes day to day. And I have to be really discerning. This was a gift of the pandemic to what I'm saying yes to. And I will be honest, I'm saying no to so much right now. And I cannot even tell you how awesome it feels. Like I look at my planner and my week and I love my week. And I don't think I've said that in 10 years because I was just saying yes to too much. I was doing stuff I didn't really want to do. I was doing projects I didn't even really care about you know, saying yes to every social thing and just depleting my resources. And I feel like I've kind of gotten my life back with this, this power of discernment that really came from taking a good, hard look at what's my goal. What are my goals with family health and business? And am I doing things every day to move the bus forward? And what am I doing on my calendar that actually isn't? And can I reschedule that thing or just cancel it? And it sounds like a little harsh, but you know, at the end of the day, all that really matters with this conversation is that I am taking care of myself enough to be my best for my business, for my family, um, for the world. And that means saying no to most things. Yep. It's like mindfulness 101. Totally. I mean, you know, like you're, you have to be very mindful of your priorities and that's 
that's been my biggest like last two years. Actually, I should say five when I left my job because the number one reason I left was because I wanted a, a parent to always be with my kids in case my husband was called away for something. And so when things get crazy and someone I get asked something and I'm like, oh, I can totally do that. Like initially, because I want to do everything. Yeah. Um, I think, how does this benefit my family? And how does this benefit like our strategy for what we have planned for our family, our businesses in the next five years? And if it really doesn't, then I sometimes I often say no, same thing. Um, and sometimes it's things that I want to do, but it just would require a lot more bandwidth than I really should be giving that thing, you know? Definitely. So I agree. I agree. There's a lot of power in, and it's really easy, especially if you're like me and you're a type A personality and you enjoy the, the feeling of checking things off and getting things done, it's really easy to be the person that says yes to everything. But as a recovered saying yes person, um, it's, like you said, I haven't felt more at ease when I wake up in the morning in a really, really long time. And I've got a lot going on, you know, like just as you do. And so it's really nice to know that my calendar isn't overtaking my life. Definitely. It is nice to know. And what I've noticed too, and this is interesting, you know, for some reason in the yoga world and the mindfulness world, there's this idea that people should do things for free more than in any other business. Like you would never walk into Home Depot and say, Hey, can I have that, that, um, can of paint for free? Would you just give that to me? <laughs> or you would never have a plumber come over and then be like, can I just not pay you? Can you come over here for two hours? And then I just don't pay you. Like, the service side of our business aside, I do a lot. I don't even want to call it for free, but I call, I'll call it for service for underserved communities, for people that don't have access. That aside, that's an obvious given. I will always offer my services for no charge for, for that purpose. But when it's, when it's people that can pay and that there's no reason for it to be free, I used to do a lot of stuff like that because I was asked and I thought it was an honor to be asked. And so I would say, sure, I'll go teach that class for free, or I'll do that workshop, that lunch and learn for free. And now that I'm saying, I would love to do that. My rate is $500. Does that work within your budget? If not, let me know what does, and we'll, we'll meet in the middle. Now that I do that, not only am I being rewarded for my work, but I'm not spinning my wheels and doing all this free stuff for people that really don't even need it or care about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm sure there's a ton of people, not even in the yoga industry that are same boat, like of just, I want someone to want my product or my service. And so I'll give it away for free and that will get me more business. And really it doesn't. It doesn't. It no. never, there's never a return on that. I have found in my 10 years there, people will say, you can promote your business and you can get some students, there is never a return. I just think your time is worth an exchange of being well-paid for your skills, whatever your skills are, whatever your industry is. Yeah. If you're an entrepreneur and you're listening, I would say that one of the skills, if you could hone it, would be mindfulness that would help your business and impact your business more than anything you could do. And I think there's enough research in regards to business and how more leaders and leadership 
within big companies are starting to take this seriously because it, it's always been there. We're just like cracking the egg open. And if you are running your own business and you're just now learning about mindfulness, I would encourage you to dig deeper into it because mindfulness is what helps Mindfulness is what created this podcast. Um, it's what created the the company that Laura and I have, The Mindful Project. And it's all because we were able to take back our time, notice things, become aware of things, have slower reaction times. So it's like the human resources of your company, which is you, is telling you you need to take mindfulness training. <laughs> I love that. I think that can be our little homework assignment. Yeah. So whether you have your own business or you're listening and you don't have your own business, I know we have so many listeners, which is so great. And we love you guys for your support. Um, whatever your role is, think of one way, because even if you are not the boss, you can still bring this into your company. Think about one way you can start to bring mindfulness into your workplace. There's so many ways to do it. And we can help you talk through that if you, if you need some guidance, but what's one way you can bring mindfulness into your workplace? What does that mean? And maybe it just starts with you and your five minute desk meditation before you open your laptop for the day. I really like that. I bet you, if you do that five minute meditation after a while, people are going to be like, Oh, that's when, you know, Sarah does her five minute meditation. And then someone's going to be like, why do you do that meditation? Or they're going to recognize that you're a high performer and you're doing really, really well. And then they're going to want to know what is it that you're doing at your desk? So yes, sometimes it does start with you. And if you're the only person, it definitely starts with you. <laughs> so I, love that. I hope that um, whether you're an entrepreneur or not, you focus on your own mindfulness because it is something that will help you in regards to your work and your business. So thanks. Thanks, Misty. Love this chat. Love all of our chats. <laughs> Me too. I feel like I can, I'm invigorated and now I need to go work. Me too. <laughs> all <laughs> right. Take fun. care. Thank you so much for listening to Mindful Talk. We don't take it lightly that you spent your time listening to our podcast and we are forever grateful. If you'd like to support the podcast, please subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a rating and a review. Welcome to a more mindful way of living and working.